Ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons, welcome back to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined as always by Scott of Vector Sigma, and we're here to talk about, well, the spoilers of the day. It's not quite as long as last time, but we do have a whole bunch of things to cover because there have been a whole lot of interesting reveals, to be perfectly honest, including a few characters that, uh, <laughs> Scott, we saw you tweet actually earlier today, some references that I did get, but I hadn't thought about the card waylay in, I guess, 15 years. I don't, I don't remember how long ago that was. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually at the U.S. Nationals where that, like, whole thing blew up, so... Were you? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Because that was the, the second thought, is like, wait, Waylay, oh yeah, that card, and then the follow-up thought was, wasn't that only a thing for, like, a week? Like, didn't yeah. they errata it very quickly? They eroded the card, but not the way it worked, so it actually still worked for other cards that never saw play, but technically, like, the way uh. that... And somebody somebody said this isn't how it works anymore. That's how old I am, but like <laughs> that is like that's how it used to work in Magic if a card was worded that way. So yeah, <laughs> gotcha. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that when we. Talk. Yeah, that's gonna we'll we'll explain a little more detail for those yeah. of you that are thoroughly confused. It's an old Magic reference as, as Scott out, outlined. Um, old Magic reference. Yeah, it, it's funny to think about some of those things because like. I, I get it. We do reference magic a lot because obviously that, you know, it's a wizard's game also. It's still, it's the, the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Um, but it, a lot of these things, it, it's just fun to have a quick trip down memory lane for, I guess, at least for me. Yep. So, uh, I guess with that, we'll dive right into it. So the order this time around, again, if I miss them, we will uh, insert anything or if there's a spoiler mid recording, we'll get that out there. Um, yes. we're basically going in order battle cards and then characters are the back end. Hopefully I didn't miss any this time around. Uh, but the first one up is calculated strike. One of your characters gets two attack and pierce two until end of turn. It's a black pip. So it's, I guess a weaker, bigger they are. Yeah. I, I don't know what it says, but this is the, the most playable generic black card I've seen without having to have contact with other black cards. Like yeah. I mean, it's fine. But I'm not, I don't know where I want this that I'm, I don't know. I agree with you that it's probably, if there's going to be one that just sees play randomly, I guess, it's this or the weapon from way back. So I actually had a conversation, uh, and I, I encourage audience members to reach out to us um, when they want to, through various channels. But um, I actually had a conversation about this through Twitter Um I don't know the guy's Twitter handle, but he's he's arbitrary hero on YouTube. So I talked to him on there, um, and he he asked us directly like what we thought about this card. Okay, uh, us as a team. So I responded, and I basically said like you know, and I in a nerdy way I said I said think of think of like a like a quadrant diagram, right? <laughs> so of of a then you have four, so you have like high attack. To high defense, load like defense on on the y axis, whatever. Attack on the y axis. <laughs> I should have drew up a diagram for everybody. <laughs> yes. yes. So you have like high defense, high high attack would be in the top right, etc. Like a regular old diagram, right? Mm. So if you think about it that way, what space what space does pierced um like shiny? And the answer is pretty much wherever there's 
defense. And nope, we're losing you, Scott. You may have to repeat that part. <laughs> oh, you, no. He's going back to being a robot. He, he's been playing too much Transformers, and now he sounds like an actual robot. <laughs> sorry. There you are. So the, the last thing that I caught that actually sounded <laughs> like a human being was uh, you saying where would Pierce fit in the diagram that you were explaining? So. Oh, no. I think we lost him. All right, everybody. We're gonna. I'm gonna drop the call with Scott, and we're gonna try and redo this real quick. I'm just gonna call him back. All right, Scott. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I can hear you. So let's try it. Third time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it, it could have um, been my connection. Whatever. <laughs> um. So where Pierce shines is where you don't have an. You have essentially, if you in isolation, you have low attack compared to your opponent's defense. Yes. Um, it's not... Because where most people assume where Pure shines is where your opponent has high defense. But that's not always true because you can always just have more attack than their high quote-unquote defense. Like, right. I mean, back in Wave 1, you were you know sometimes defending at times when you stuck a body armor and had like things like fully suited up. Sure, you could defend for like 9 or 10. That's not as realistic anymore. Right. Bashing so Shield changes that. Right. In the bashing shield world that we're in now, a high defense is normally like, you know, let's just call it like five or six. So it's not unrealistic for you to have a much higher attack. So in that space where Pierce used to be good, it's no longer even relevant even there. So the only quadrant where Pierce is actually relevant is when you have low attack and they have high defense, or you just have such abysmally low attack that like... Without you're this, not you're doing nothing. Damage. Right. You're not going to do any damage anyway. So, so like, you're, you're uh, fireful. If I'm hearing... Yeah, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> if if I'm hearing you right, are you saying combiner teams may look at this or similar sort of effects? And that that's kind yeah, of where I, you'd see it show up? I, I st Like, I still can't ever see where a deck that would want... Like, this this would have to be bigger they are for six. Right. Because I can't see where any deck would want to play this wouldn't immediately reach for the bigger they are first, which means the bigger they are might just be overpowered. I don't know. Um, but I just mean, also, which is with black pips in general, I just think that's where they're positioned right now. Yeah. Black pips feel weird in general, and then Pierce, of course, as well, to me. I, I look at this thing, and I, I can visualize what probably happened in the design room like when they whiteboarded it out and they're figuring out cards just in general maybe not necessarily for this set like maybe this was an idea from way back when and then they shuffled black pips to this set but i can imagine how this card came to be and what the card economy is because technically you're getting you know plus four positive because it's plus two attack plus two pierce so in general a lot of things seem to like if you look at primary laser it's too offensive, and then blue brings it back. So it's kind of like they're they're hovering around two or three things mm -hmm. per card. So I can see why this matters, or, or not why this matters. That sentence doesn't make any sense in that context. The way that this card economy broke down, but I just don't. Right now, I'm not seeing it outside of exactly what you're describing, where somebody this little guy size is going to 
be excited about it as the sixth <laughs> picker they are. Right, and I just think the fact that, like, the pip, I mean, like most pips, it only has an effect on one side of combat, and, like, yeah. it may not even have an effect on that side of combat. Again, like, if your opponent's playing an orange deck and has low defense, I mean, does the Pierce matter? Like, right. Uh, probably not. Like, that's so. Yeah, it's, like I said earlier, I think this is fine, but I'm not getting real excited to play it or sleeve it up. Um, we already, if this was a wave two card, so we only had bigger they are in leap, but now we also have heavy handed and we have other combat pumps. So it's like, you don't have to play this just to play the combat buff. You know, you had, you have right. other alternatives. So, right. I don't know. Most of the time I would rather have just an additional orange rather than a pierce. So I guess it does open up the potential, whether it's combiner teams that, I guess are so like when I was playing around with blue Predacons again, you get your six bigger. They are's maybe, but like even then it's okay. You're piercing for two, which is still an amount of like, who cares? Kind of. We need more characters like Alpha Bravo, like that have low stats and mm -hmm. high, like even just decent pierce amounts that like you, you're increasing an already increasing number, an already existing number on the card, and I think it'll be fine. So you're saying, aside from Alpha Bravo, like maybe Wave 1 Megatron sort of thing? I mean, he's 10 stars, so it's a, a totally different discussion, but... Yeah, it's that type of thing. Like, I mean, you would go from what, 5 attack, Pierce 4. That's that's where I see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see that. I'm not... I'm still not incredibly excited. I'm sure it will end up being an extra copy of something somewhere, but that's probably the extent of it. Uh, yeah, I think since at least three mm -hmm. of the cards we're talking about are bull I think the conversation being longer for just the specific card is relevant, because we can just you know, we're getting to that already we're talking <laughs> yeah. about the black card, so. Exactly. Um, so the next one up is Smoke Cloak, which, I don't know why, but the, this name is endlessly amusing to me. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess they didn't really want to call it a gas cloud or something like that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> sure. Um, so it, it's a black and blue pip, and it's an armor that gives tough one. And this is another one where, like, I get, or I think I get where it's supposed to be going. You know, you're playing a blue deck, your attack won't be that high. So we'll give you the black pip so that you get Pierce to, you know, let your flame wars do something. But uh, I don't know. Are you, do you like this thing? No. Yeah, that's what I was expecting, but I, I was, I kind of like with my hands on camera. I was kind of crossing my fingers mentally to be like, okay, maybe he's gonna say he likes this, and we'll have the conversation. But I, I don't want to play this thing. Like, I just don't. I mean, I, I, it'll come down to like, like for example, in heavy blue decks, I tend to run three reinforced plating in one sparring gear. Like, are you gonna want to play this over the sparring gear? Like, probably not even though it's, like, on color or whatever, like, it's it, it's a backup card, mm -hmm. and, like, that already exists. Again, like, a lot of these cards are basically, like, I don't know, I, the green versions of them are just better. Like, that's the point. Well, that's what I was going to say. If this was tough, too, mm -hmm. I still think you play sparring gear. No, if this was tough, too, like, equal to a reinforced plating, you just play reinforced, this over reinforced Over plating. reinforced plating, yeah, but if you, because yeah. you were talking about the green version, so if you were comparing them directly is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, 
but as it is with only tough one, I I'm not happy to to sleeve this one up. Like if this gave you a permanent one armor and tough one, like is that too good? Like I don't think so. Like that would have been fine. Like I don't know. That I think that would have been pretty good. Too good? Like not too not, good, right? not too good, but like because it's not strictly better than reinforced plating. I guess. No, it's not. It's, it's not, it wouldn't be. Like, in any, I, in any color deck, you should be averaging over 1.0 for each draw, so... Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, it, I mean, yes, you are correct, but I've... <laughs> there have been a lot of, we'll call them blue decks, that lately have had either a ton of greens, whites, or blanks that end up skewing the math. Right, um, but I so, mean, when you still run the numbers, it's still over. Right. It's slightly over, but it's still over. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. I don't. I don't anticipate that I'm going to be playing a whole lot of smoke cloak. No, me either. Uh, now, what about steady shot? Um, it's, <laughs> I guess, just a week or bigger. They are giving one of your characters plus two, and it's a blue black. Uh, that, that's mean, literally it. You get no it, pierce or anything from the effect. <laughs> it's a, it's a weaker leap, right? Like you don't even get anything. You don't only get the plus two, right? Yeah, it's only plus two. Yeah. I just... I, I Again, it's redundant effects. I'm guessing... So I don't remember from the other spoilers. I'm, I'm just shuffling through the cards real quick. The So Smoke Cloak is a common. Steady Shot is an uncommon. I think we got two black-orange pips so far. But I don't yeah. know if we've seen a black-orange or black-blue rare. No, it's true. So, I mean, there could be one... You know, just for speculation's sake, there could be one floating out there that is, you know, the premier version of this color combo, I guess. Um, these are, these are. I mean, I guess maybe these are probably just limited cards. Like, they're just... Like, I agree. They felt like, like, they felt like the plus three was just too powerful and limited. This is balanced, I guess. Well, this is another one, like I was saying earlier, where it's just probably, okay, here's our baseline. We're adding a new pip. This is one of the combinations. Like this card was going to exist at some point, I think, and that's yeah. probably what it just comes down to. I don't know. I can't yeah. picture it seeing a whole lot of play. No, me either. Um, now this one's a little more interesting. It's not a black pip. It's just an orange pip, and it's energy pack. Uh, it makes one of your big guys have more health, and it's a utility. If nothing else. Before we talk about like whether it's actually good or not, it is a unique effect for sure. So it's something we haven't had up to this stage. Correct. Um, I mean, I understand why it's orange. It's too good if it was blue. Probably, yeah. Um, but like, do you want to play this in orange decks? Like, probably not. Four is um, a lot, though. So if you look at it as heal four. Like, I'd have to sit down or, or trust you on running the numbers. Maybe you already know off the top of your head that, like, does this buy you an extra attack? Again, assuming they don't just randomly vaporize it or something. It depends on what you're playing against. So, like, if the metagame right. is based on guys that do a bunch of, like, like, first of all, let's assume that you're, let's assume your bigger guy has at least two defense. Because that's going to be, That like, seems reasonable, right? yeah. So then you basically have to say, are most attackers that I'm going up against doing six, then I'm going to basically gain a turn 
and like basically like how many turns does it take to usually kill me to begin with? So if you think, exactly, you think of somebody yeah. like so if you think of somebody like Grimlock, he has twelve health, right? Mm-hmm. Twelve hit points and two defense. So like, how many turns do you usually take to kill him? And the answer is like, I mean, if an aggressive deck suits him, suits up a character with like, you know, a three attack weapon and like a let's just put a generic plus supercharge or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just like whatever. So like, let's just say somehow for the turn they get plus six, and then they're doing seven to begin with. So like, they're not doing the fourteen or whatever. So like, it normally takes you two attacks to get killed. Yeah, plus four isn't going to do anything. You're exactly. going to get killed in two attacks anyway. Mm-hmm. So it be- it comes down to like, can you somehow arrange it where you know through like targeted discard or whatever? Like, can you make your opponent's attacks worse where this becomes relevant? And or are you just big enough where it's going to take you three attacks anyway? Like, you know, for example, see you later with like Alita One or like mm-hmm. the Sentinel Optimus, like these guys that have, or even like I hate to say it, like some of the planes and things like like that have like massive hit points, and some of them have two defense and can be played in aggro decks. Like, can you can you change the math where the plus four actually causes them to have to attack you one more time? Right. And, and the answer to that is like, I'm sure there are situations where that can be found, and so this card will be good in those decks. I just don't know if in those decks there are better utilities you want to play. Like, for Sentinels, clearly there is, but like, yeah. for planes, I wouldn't play I would play this over Aerial Recon or like yeah, the, random The whole uh, aggro pip, but defensive ability thing, we are hitting a stage if we weren't there already, where the, if there is a decent quantity of things that happen to be orange, but given armor, or orange and now give health. And I guess, could you play an orange pip-based deck that all your cards out of hand, and it would make sense that all of them have defensive powers, defensive abilities, or defensive text in general? I don't know if that's a an actual thing. It probably isn't, because then the deck's kind of fighting itself. But, like you said, if if you can hit those breakpoints and make sure that you're pushing a, a, sing, a double attack requirement into triple... Or treat this as the good version of bumpers or all those anti-direct damage things where it's, oh, well, they attack you to one, next turn they're going to one-shell stand or hot-rod it. Okay, I'll energy pack, and now they I'm out of range. They have to invest another attack. Yeah, and I can certainly see this... I can see this showing up in defensive decks as like a one or two of with like a trigger type thing. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um... But so it, I, I think it's I think it's good. It's unique. I it would be really good if there was like I don't know like sustained healing of some sort. So like you would gain the health and then it would be kind of like oh no, we lost him again. It's kind of like something, but then, <laughs> then you cut out. Sorry, uh, it's all right. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, everybody. We still got you, Scott. Um. Yeah, man. Okay. So you're saying uh, it, it, sustained healing was kind of the last real thing that we got. If there was sustained healing and it would actually increase your health instead of basically just like a one-shot, I guess you could call it like almost like a force field. Like, I think this is comparable to... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think treating this as, like I said, it, it, 
it's probably the best healing card we have gotten because effectively it's heal four. The problem is that, yeah, your opponent can ramming speed it, but I don't know if this were showing up everywhere. Yeah. People are going to be packing more ramming speeds, I guess. But as we were talking about earlier, given bashing shield being around, yes, for a while when, uh, star scream decks were a thing, People were worried about security console, and that is still a thing to pop. Sentinel commands, that sort of utility. But I don't picture people playing three ramming speeds. Or, I mean, debilitating crystal would feel real bad, too. But, um, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like this... This is... It could be significant, but I don't anticipate that it's going to make enough of a splash that people are going to say, okay, I need to play stuff to deal with this, at least not right now. How many stars does the carrier have to be? 11. So you got Shockwave. Yeah. Make him a, a 6.15. <laughs> the problem is, unless you're playing 2-5, this only will have one target. So I really can't see this being more than a, like a one-of in a decade. Mm-hmm. And but like you said, Treasure Hunt. Yeah, I still think it'll show up as a one-of in, in some decks because I think there will be scenarios where like, it... I think you can, like you said, like you can win a game off it. And so that, therefore, I think you're fine. Yeah. It's a... It, it's definitely something that I want to play around with, um, because if for no other reason, as I started out with, it's a unique effect up to this stage, unless you just treat it as a, a heal for, in which case we've seen healing cards, but, yeah. um, any other thoughts on energy pack? I think it helps combiners as well, because I think the combined form will be at the star cost, so I think it's actually a decent That's a good point. And they, there are a number of combiner games that I've played where it's... You know, you, yes, you combine, and yes, you're you're doing your thing, but it still comes down to becoming pretty close, depending on what the matchup is. So, the extra four points would put you over the top comfortably, right? Maybe right. It, maybe that means it's win more. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, no, no. I think I think maybe not. I don't. I think it's solid. For that. Okay. Uh, from there, we have some of the newer ones, uh, and this one is Callous Leadership. It's a white pip. And you get to move around damage from your Deceptic. We actually have a card that cares whether your Decepticons are leaders or not. Um, notably, it doesn't have a clause on there. So I'm assuming this works like Wave 1 Sludge, where it doesn't care if it kills the 8-star guy that you're moving all the damage to. Uh, you can move it to the damage anywhere you want. It's the, you, you, the leader has to be bigger. So the point is, it doesn't work with Shrapnel. Right, yeah. Well, it's it's not that the leader is bigger, it's just that it's a leader and that the target has to be eight stars. My concern was, or not concern, but my point was that it doesn't have what we'll see later where you can't move lethal damage to the eight-star guy. In this, you can. So, like, it, uh, so random eight-star Decepticon no, no. only has one health left. You could still move five damage to it. Yeah, but the target can be any star. The leader has to be eight stars. Eight stars or more. Oh yeah, yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I said that wrong earlier. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, you can definitely over damage. That's for sure. Yes, there's a card coming Which up later why? that was why I was pointing that out about not being able to over damage. Yeah, I mean, and what I like about this card is that it's synergy with Battlemasters to begin with. Yes, it's another card that allows you to actively. That doesn't literally say KO the guy. It just effectively says KO the guy. <laughs> right. And, and and 
so this card is very powerful to me, and I'm actually surprised it has a white pip on it. I um, kind of agree. I, yeah. Go ahead, I sorry. mean, I've seen people complain that it doesn't have an orange and blue, and I'm like, I wasn't aware that the, the leader template said it had a card, um, considering that Septicon Crown doesn't have an orange and blue card. That's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, first of all, five is a massive number. Like, that's yeah. really big. Um, it allows you to actually change the combat order if you have this card, especially in your hand, because you can allow your leader, who you, I would assume, not usually want to get damaged. Um, especially because of the eight star thing, or more specifically, can't be used on scrap mill, can't be used on combiner leaders and things like that. Um, you can attack with them earlier in the, the turn cycle because you you want them to be damaged to be able to move damage. Yep. The the negative being with the battlemaster thing is that like, I guess technically like, you want to attack with them early. There may not be an opportunity to like kill the battlemaster value and then move it on to the leader which is probably your best guy like there can be scenarios where it's going to be awkward but like i don't think it'll be too bad i mean obviously it's going to depend on your opponent but just because he's on the artwork if you talk rare wave one megatron one of his biggest issues is just he just dies a lot of the time before you do anything uh but obviously you could choose other decepticon leaders you can get him with say him first if you're playing blue, hopefully he takes five or less damage. Move all of that the following turn to the the battle master that turns in um, the one that has tough three. I forget what he turns into. Yep. The three, the the plus three weapon with the yeah the three blues. So then, yeah. assuming you know it works out that your leader then lives to the the wheel turn, which would be the whole goal for this. Then you just send out the battle master to die on the first turn following the wheel equip him and then okay you're getting back in like that may not be the most appropriate way to do it because it may be worth still minimizing the damage so you send the battle master out first let him still soak a hit and then move stuff later but point being is i i don't think it's going to be too difficult to engineer useful scenarios for this no, I re- and I really like it with Star Trek America Commander, like who is somebody that like can do a lot of damage early if we're suited up. And we mm-hmm. talked about it last time about like, yep. improved plane deck and without improved survivability. So the fact that this is a white pip and he can move damage to these little donks is probably really good. Um, he also doesn't... I mean, the, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. My only issue is that there aren't a lot of current targets for this that I can see as spotlighting decks um it targets as in the leader or targets as in where you want to dump the okay yeah yeah the leader the leader like well now that we have the app update i'm gonna try while you're talking i'm gonna try and pull that up real quick (laughs) um it's basically starscream air commander um and i look through the new i look through the the siege cards as well Uh um it's it's the new shockwave it's the new sound wave, which I think is big. Yeah. Um, because he can get in there earlier now. Yep. Um, it's Starscream America Commander, and then it's like, if you can find a way to play these Megatron, don't play. Um, You're forgetting about I've, Venom. I'm pretty sure he's a leader, but I haven't loaded up the app yet. He, he, he is. He is. He is one of the options. Well, he you, does. I mean, so it's probably irrelevant, but I guess it's I have to mention it. He 
he's a leader and he cares about your other guys dying. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, I again, I don't think that, at least right now, I don't picture that being something that you're going to go, oh, yeah, I'm building a deck around that. But it is a thing that can happen. Um, the other notable thing that I meant to bring up earlier is that it doesn't care about moving it to a Decepticon. True. So you could, for example, if it turns out that the Autobot Battlemasters are significantly more relevant to whatever deck runs this, who cares? You can still do it and then off the Autobots. Yeah, I bring up Battlemasters because I think that's the obvious advantage play you're getting, but I just think this card, just to move five damage from probably your the Cornerstone guy to something else. Oh, I agree with you there. Whether the guy gets killed or not, I think, is where the where the real value of this card is. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, this is this this like I said, this surprise. I, I feel like this card is a powerful, and I'm surprised it has a pip. Yes. Um, considering like, um, what's the terrible Decepticon card? The second set is like, oh, like, bad attitude, <laughs> right? It's black. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, maybe they felt bad. Maybe they were supposed to be switched, and this should have been in the other set. I don't know. It's possible. But yeah, I, I agree with you. This seems... We were just talking about Energy Pack, which I was describing as a heal 4. This is... I mean, it's not quite heal 5, because the damage is moving, but you're clearly doing it with intent. Like it, You're gonna... You're constructing your deck in a way that this isn't a drawback. No, and your and your overkill point is also uh, extremely relevant as well. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to trying this thing out. Like it, it seems like it brings a lot to the table. Um, any other anything else you want to call out about it before we move on? No, I, I just I think this is going to be really really good with the new shockwave because his 14 costs forces you to run like random dunks, obviously, and like he's clearly the centerpiece of the deck. Like, and so I think that. Um, Keeping him alive longer is going to be paramount, and, and this card does a great job of that. Absolutely, yeah. Five is just a lot. Like that, That's a lot of damage to be moving around. Um, Especially in a blue deck, because like, how hard is it to get damage on guys to begin with, and you're just going to be oh, yeah. five of it? I mean, like, come on. What's the... Was it out of one of the spoilers, or was it in Wave 2 that from Rise of the Combiners that there was a... No, it had to be Rise of the Combiners, because it was a combiner piece, right, that doesn't let your opponent move damage? There's a character yeah. that does it, but I don't remember if it's like they can't move it from their guys to yours, or is it just they can't I mean, do it at yeah, all? Yeah, they can't move it to your guys. I forget who. It's somebody terrible. I mean, it's probably going to be like Headstrong where the... Uh, oh, yeah, not Headstrong. It's not going to be like the, the... What was that? Isn't it like one of the Predacons or something that you're never in that mode? Well, there's one that... that? The, one of the Predacons doesn't let you repair, because that came up with that infinite combo nonsense, because it turned it off. But I right. think there's a different one that doesn't let them move damage not different predicon a different uh bot but i think it's going to fall into the same category of like yes this will be a fringe thing that if you run into that matchup that sucks but i don't think it's going to be like everybody slotting that guy to stop this or isn't that just the ability on bumpers or just the ability on that other it could maybe that's what i'm thinking it's one of those effects that's like i know it exists but now it's gonna somebody will want listeners whoever it is i'm sure somebody will call us out feel free yeah 
It's on um, some card that doesn't see play, I know that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or, like you said, it's in a, on one of the combiner pieces that it's in a mode that you never want to be in kind of thing. So. Yeah, something like, or some stuff. Like... <laughs> yeah, that that's probably true. Because <laughs> that seems to always be the case. <laughs> All right, uh, so Callous Leadership, moving on from there. Um, our next one is Emergency Defense Field. So it's the even... This is what? This card's really hard to evaluate. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, it, it's so for people who are unaware, if the upgraded character defends and would take an even amount of damage, it takes zero attack damage. When the upgraded character defends and takes no attack damage, scrap this card. Now, the there was a clarification that says if you'd soak, like zero still removes it. Like if they just get in, do no damage because you prevent it all you know because their attack was low it's still dying correct yes okay because that's that's the part the second part of the card is what kicks in yes not because zero's an even number is right yeah um it's it's that you took no damage so it goes away exactly so so let's go back to our diagram shall we (laughs) yes our our, our quadrant diagram again for this card all right i gotta Um, draw this up sorry everybody i'll do it in paint next week (laughs) (laughs) um like, a defensive deck's not going to want it, because it's possible you'll take no damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would just go away. Um, I don't... You, I want The way I want to define it, and this doesn't actually work, is I want to say a little less than 50% of the time, it's 100% effective. So therefore, the expected <laughs> value is 50%. But that's not Shout out to Anchorman. It's not true at all. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um... <laughs> But it's not true at all. Like, it's basically fifty percent of the time it's going to do nothing, and your character's probably just going to die anyway. And the other fifty percent of the time, it's going to completely, almost allow your allow you to like. I don't want to use the word, but like your opponent loses their turn almost. Like, like you you nullify their entire attack. It yes and no. So, well. I guess not yes and no, but here's where what I'm thinking. It's I, I'm struggling to see when I want this over force field. Obviously, it's going to be intensely difficult to ever ensure that it actually does anything for all the things, all the reasons you just stated. You don't want to run it in a blue deck because of exactly what you said. It could just die on its own by accident. If you run it in an aggressive deck... Is there a significant difference between preventing everything but four and preventing all of it enough of the time? I mean, obviously, yes, there are scenarios where, hey, you're barrage and you already have eight damage on you. You drew force field. Well, who cares? Because um, you're still going to die, whereas this would save you. But for the most part, it, like, your character... So if you... If you played this, prevent all the damage, and they attack the same guy the next turn, they're probably one-shotting him anyway if you're an aggro deck, I would think. I mean, obviously, there's it's not a guarantee, but... I mean, you're getting an attack out of the deal, which is, in aggro and aggro, is all you really can sometimes need to win. But is there... That's what I'm saying. Is there a significant difference between this versus force field, which is always going to reduce it to four and get you that extra... Force them to make another attack. Is it, it's an armor also, right? 
Yes. So it, it, that was the other thing I was thinking. If this was a utility, great. Okay, at least it fits in a different slot. But it has no pip. Force field at least gives you a white pip. Um, I don't know. I I won't like this card, I don't think, just because I'll only ever remember the times where it either... <laughs> they somehow did zero and it died on its own or, you know, something weird like that. Like, I feel like even if you had... Like, let's just say you're playing a defensive deck. Yeah, it's the only place where I've seen it. But, like, say your guy had security console on him, I still don't think you could manipulate it enough to where this would be more relevant than just having a, like, active armor at all times. It If your opponent ever plays a single bold effect, I feel like it's just... You're just flipping coins, and it's like, I... No, I, I don't think I want to be anywhere near this card. It's just going to be an exercise in frustration every time I see it, no matter which way it goes. Uh, I, I would I would agree. <laughs> I think I, I see no way of manipulating put it that way. I just see absolutely no way of, of putting this in your favor because even if you knew like you never you're never gonna know exactly what your how much damage your opponent's going to do. Mm-hmm. So, even if you knew I'm playing an aggro deck, I have no blues in my deck, so, like, I know I'm only preventing my my defense. And I know my, like, let's just say, I know my opponent has a four-bold one character, and so they should do seven. So, like, if I put this on my one defense guy, it should block all the damage. If they flip poorly, quote-unquote, and only do five instead of six, you just took four damage. Yep. Like that's like so that's the problem. Like if they flip it's, not ideally, like you're like again, we can make a dive. Or if, even if they flip ideally, like ideally for them, they hit a white pip and end up hitting extra stuff to just push it up right wherever it needs right. it. It's just Yeah, I I'm not <laughs> I don't like I said, I don't want to be anywhere near this card because either someone will play it against me. And it will always work, or I'll play it, and it'll never work. And that's kind of how it's always going to feel, even if that's not the reality of the situation. Uh, I like I could map this card to figure out, like, but it's not. It's not. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be over fifty percent. Yeah. So, like, therefore, like, so the fact that it has no, I think honestly, it's the fact that it has no pip that is turning me off even more because it just yeah. has. Yeah. It has significantly at that point less than fifty percent hit rate because flipping it does nothing, and then only less than half the time in play it does nothing. So yeah, that's my issue with it. Like, I don't think it would have been too powerful to give this honestly like any color pit because I still think it would miss over fifty percent of the time. Yeah. So I sincerely, I, I sincerely hope that we're that <laughs> we were talking earlier about you know. You get an Autobot card, you get a Decepticon card, you get this effect, you get that effect, you know, the the mirroring thing. I'm hoping we're not seeing a, when the upgraded character defends and takes an odd amount, or when they attack and do an odd amount, or... I, I don't really like this effect in general. <laughs> Maybe Skywarp wants this card? I don't know. I... I... <laughs> I, don't know. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, yes, it's a blank card, so you got to at least you know give it a thought. But I don't know. I I'm not a fan of this thing. <laughs> we'll have it's, to. It's a, it's, it's a fun card. Put it that way. Is it though? 
Like I said, I, I honestly don't think this thing... So it adds, I guess, drama and, air quotes, excitement. Because yeah. it's like, well, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And to me, that's not fun. That's infuriating. Like It is for, it is for something. I'm, I'm sure there are people that enjoy it. For me, no. I, yeah. And more power to them if this is your thing. Have have a ball, but I I don't even want to be anywhere near this card. That's fair. Like I I, I must have an allergy or something. It's it's just not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make this. Yeah. Put it that way. It's not um, impossible to. Right. So uh, moving on from there, we have quartermaster. So this is a choose card. Choose one. Either move an upgrade from one of your characters to another one. Or put a battle master upgrade from your KO pile onto one of your characters. So it's I still function with a white pip, kinda. <laughs> uh, just just for the resurrection part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Um, if you're running battle masters, this is an auto. I can't see how you don't auto include at least. It seems yeah, it seems really <sighs> well. Okay, so let me play devil's advocate and just for the sake of it. Um, your Battlemaster has died. You engineered the scenario where it has... Um, it died, you know, like they had to sink attacks into it or whatever. It's now on one of your other characters, assuming you have three. Mm-hmm. Are we operating under the assumption that they then... Your opponent has either vaporized it or the second character died, so then you quartermaster it onto your third one? Or you can just move it onto the... It's still an upgrade. Right. Yeah, so you could move move it around if you really wanted to. Um, so no matter what, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. like, if it's... A, in an ideal world where where it died right away... Yeah, it, I think we have to... First character, yeah. That's what you're saying. So no matter what happens. It's your first character to die, second character... The character you want to wield it is wielding it, and somehow it gets knocked off them, whether the character dies or whether it gets killed itself or whatever. Now you can move to the third character. Assuming that the second character... Like, if you have this in your hand, you can then obviously move it to the... You can have it initially attached to the... Yeah, and you get the effect twice, essentially. Right. Right. So, like, that's where I think it's... No matter what. Whether the second character dies or whether you just survive, now the third character also gets used out of the, out of the battle master. Regardless, right. I'm honestly a little surprised that this has a pip. So am I. I mean, like again, like I think any battle master deck will run this. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying real hard to to poke holes in the in the argument, but like I I'm having a hard time seeing where you wouldn't run this if you're playing Battle Masters, like you said. I mean, I'm under the assumption that we're going to get 12 Battle Masters mm-hmm. um, because of the way that I think so I think we had that conversation in an interview. Mm-hmm. And, like, we haven't seen that many of them, especially considering the yeah. one is a pro is a promo and not even really part of the set, even though it's our spoilers, part of the set. Yeah, yeah. It's technically a promo. So, I don't think we've seen enough of them where like I'm assuming there's a lo- like there's a, we've seen a six cost one as the lowest inset one and we've seen a five cost one in general like I don't see there's any reason you can't run more than one of them in the same deck and so therefore every one you have in your deck past them makes this card exponentially better yeah so um 
like to me to me this this eliminates one of the problems i think that um people might have had about battle masters is that um you may only get like one extra use out of them before the second character dies so like right was it worth it to run an underpowered character to begin with like now you're probably going to get multiple yeah do you see any value with this as a a one-shot swap parts it's not really a swap parts because it just moves it from A to B as opposed to swapping A and B. Um, it's the same situation like the Battlemaster. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you want to use the what I would assume would be weapon in this situation twice. Right. Um, to this point, we really haven't had. I mean, swap parts, obviously. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> It, it saw some play, <laughs> we'll say, uh, but it, the opportunity was there prior to that whole debacle. And to my knowledge, there wasn't really, you know, we didn't see it popping up everywhere. So I obviously there are uses where, oh, well, my guy's about to die. He lived this turn, but he's going to die next turn. Let me move it over. But or like you said, use a weapon twice. But if it didn't happen before, I'm not expecting it to happen now. Outside of the Battlemaster thing. Yeah, but I don't think you can... The other thing is, I even in a Battlemaster-based deck, I don't think you can rely on just the Battlemasters as your only weapon upgrade, so I, mm-hmm. as your only upgrade, so I still think it's going to to matter uh, regardless. Oh, I'm not saying... Yeah, you, if you're running it in the Battlemaster deck, I think you could get that value, because you're already planning on including this card. I'm suggesting if you say you played no battle masters like is moving an upgrade even a useful thing like did the the whole swap parts thing change your mind that maybe or looking at it from the battle master perspective if you didn't have battle masters does this give you a new outlook on moving upgrades no because you can't abuse it like swap parts like even if you played mm-hmm. swap parts quote barely um without like the combos existing Mm-hmm. You can't gain advantage off of this. Like, you can't even just moving like a multi-mission gear. You just get the action back. Like that didn't do anything. Yeah, Thundercracker's so, the only scenario. Who cares? Right. I mean, I guess you could move Energon axes or something, but you know, it, it, yeah, like I said, well, you could have done that before, and people weren't. So, I mean, you could move Arm Hovercraft, which is still good. Um, but I, I, the the short answer is no. I I think you I think it has to be played in a battle master deck, but it doesn't mean that in the moment you'll only move battle masters. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But I yeah, wouldn't yeah. play it in a deck without battle masters. Is, is it rare? I assume. Yes. Okay. Like to me, this is a perfect way. Like this yeah. is like exactly oh, where you want it to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Battle no. master travel. Group. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe <laughs> we we're getting them at at seemingly different star costs. So it would be weird. But uh, quick note: um, I it will not work, as far as I understand, on the weaponizers because they're not battle map weaponizers. Uh yes, that would make sense. Which would so it, I guess would beg the question: Do the, are the weaponizers going to get a similar effect? But I guess we'll we'll see. I doubt it. I feel like that would be overkill. Like that, even though it would be only one extra card, that feels like it eats up a lot. Doing yeah, you know, like the there aren't enough unique cards then in the set. It almost feels like. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I like quartermaster. I expect to see it as well. Um, 
So we have another double pip card. This one's a star card, which actually threw me off when we were talking about callous leadership because I saw a heroic team up first and saw it was a star card and just kind of had mentally assumed that callous leadership was as well. Um, but this one lets you turn an Autobot into thrust temporarily. Um, I don't know. It, it, are you planning on building something with this? No. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> I don't know it. So as I was thinking about this earlier, Alpha Trion can obviously get it back because it's a double pip. Um, I guess you could use it when he attacks too. Do you, I was trying to think like there was no scenario that I could think of because it's a star card. And we've talked about this multiple times before that, you generally can't play very many star cards in your deck. So say you were running only one of these, you then want to have Optimus or Alpha Trion to make sure that you can play it because apparently that's the focal point of your deck. If that's the case, you're now talking like 14 stars and what are you going to do? Tap Optimus to boost or tap Alpha Trion to boost random bot? I don't know. I'm... I, I was really struggling to try and find something to say, yeah, I really want to play this thing, but right now I don't have a reason to play this thing. Um, I guess people have talked about, I don't agree with this, but like it's, it's Grimlock and RC, and it's like, I just don't care. Like, uh, again, you're at the more diagrams. Um, Wait, Grimlock and RC? No, just like, like those are the cards that will benefit. You, you want to pour everything into one character. Well, yeah, but I could them. do either one of those without having to spend a star to do it. Ignore Let's, let's ignore the star part. Okay, um, I mean, even then, it's still like... RC I could get, because then you could... You're using a big guy to pump another character. But in the Grimlock example... I guess it's it's like a better leap or a better weapon because then you're say it's another Dinobot you're giving five to Grimlock as opposed to playing you know like in the recent Vector Sigma videos um and what Dan and Mark were talking about the erratic lightning on Grimlock it, it's better than that obviously because then you're getting more damage but you're losing the attack and you're presumably an orange deck and I don't know. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just, it doesn't. No, uh, it does... you, I don't agree with it. I'm just telling you what people's uses. Okay. They thought, like, wait, wait, why people like this card, whereas I don't. I mean, mm. the number one reason I don't like this card is because it's an action. So the the reason I don't like thrust is because you're losing your action phase, you're losing your upgrade phase, you're losing a card. Now you're losing even more because you're not even getting the action phase. So yeah. this costs you your action for the turn, presumably the upgrade is a wash because you put the upgrade on either the character you're tapping or the character that's going to attack. Right, right. Um, so, like, that's a that's just a wash regardless. And at least you won't have the situation where, like, you have double weapons or something like that. So I guess that's kind of a plus for it, but not really. Um, and so now you're back to the situation where it costs you a star. And that's where I don't see it seeing use either. I I, again, the situation where 
you want to be blur or you want to be something like that. Like I can, I can, cause I think it's still end of turn. So I assume like this works on. Um, until end of turn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, like, in that scenario, yeah. I, I guess, but you're the blur deck that you had played recently is 25 stars, right? Yes. It's but, prowl. Like, but I guess my main thing is what situation where is this going to be better than reckless? Yeah, I like how many how many times how many times can you tap a guy that's more than four power where you can just like I'm willing to take three damage instead. Like you have to want to be against so you're you're playing this into I guess old double prime builds that stuck a body armor and you have to get really big to be able to go over the top of the armor or something. Um or if you really want your guys to be tapped for some reason. Or you just want to kill a guy, but I, I just don't... Well, but... Yes, but you could just play any other combat buff, I guess. If you uh, wanted to do that. You know what I mean? like you, Then you don't fall into the trap of all the things that you were describing, of effectively losing a turn, or a turn and a half in this case. I think your snarl or swoop in bot mode arguments are probably the closest I can see to this being relevant because mm -hmm. I think their attack strength is just not good enough. They're clearly the worst attacker in whichever one you're running in that situation. Right. And I guess you could argue sludge as well. Like they're, they're just not exciting attacks. They're very like mediocre attacks. Um, so but I that's like, maybe I could see it there, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. But like, but in that scenario, you're, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, that's a situation where, like, again, you're going to get one more attack than a Reckless Charge, but at least it's Reckless Charge number four instead of it being... And that's what you'd have to treat it as, but I think it... So, if you ran, say, Wave 1 Swoop, Sludge, Grimlock, you get one of these. Yeah, so you... Again, it's the, the fourth Reckless Charge, or fourth copy of pick random combat buff that you're you're thinking about um, right. and but it because of the way it skews things it, it like it, you'll end up wheeling faster obviously and as a result i think that it's going to change your play pattern so much that it isn't really just a fourth reckless charge because now you're losing that other attack i mean yes it's going to be hopefully beneficial if you're into that high defense build that your opponent's playing, or if you can Grimlock for a gazillion, or I don't know, it just feels really. I'm not a fan of this card. Neither am I. I'm just trying to figure out ways that it can be fun. Yeah, it's maybe maybe somebody will prove it's wrong and it'll end up being a thing. Um, it is notably an Autobot card, so maybe there's something there. I, I mean, I'll know. I, I I guess I'll say that in results of smaller events that I've seen out there, thrust does well, even though I don't think it. So the thing is, thrust can randomly do things. You know, like arbitrarily giving somebody a leap and having it on demand. I can see where it goes. And yes, this is eight stars less than Thrust, but you also have to draw it, and odds are you're only running one of it. Thrust at least begins in play, so when you're mapping out 
your initial plan of how like what your sequence is for your turns you know it's there you only might see this yeah i agree um i i don't know i i'm not a huge fan of it <laughs> same uh so unless i miss some that'll do it for the battle card so please stay tuned for part two where we cover all the character cards and as always thank you for listening thank you for watching and please tune in next time for more random thoughts